Hello, listeners, and welcome to Boldly Go, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast. Yes, this is Brandy, despite how I sound <laughs> right now. Uh, I've been sick, and you're just going to have to deal with it. So, Because we were not going to skip an episode, not even for my health. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I totally wanted to do this. <laughs> I was the one who said, no, we are doing this. So anyway, I am Brandy Jackola, and of course, with me always is the fabulous, the marvelous, the extremely talented. Suzanne Williamson, that's me. That's you. And thank you so much for putting up with me today. <laughs> so well, We uh, had to come here and talk about it. It. We have to talk about it. But before we do that, we do know that you have so many choices when it comes to Strange New Worlds podcasts. And yes. we really appreciate you suffering through this one with my voice <laughs> being the way it is. But you you guys are great. We we have great listeners, and in fact we have another five star review that happened. Yay! Thank you. It's Yes, it's so kind. This one is from, and I'm probably going to slaughter this, but it looks like Big Epena. So, <laughs> I don't... I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> uh, it's it's B-I-G-E-P-E-N-A, Big Epena. Well, mm. it, unless it's Pena, in which case that would be, you know, Spanish. But mm -hmm. you know, there's no wavy line over the end, so I can't be sure. But anyway, this review is entitled great chemistry thank you so happy to have found this podcast it feels like sitting with friends to just chop up all things star trek focused on the newest snw but i love their references to past episodes from all series i love their perspective as well as their own uninhibited opinions yes we are uninhibited <laughs> such a fun follow-up to any episode i hope they go as long or longer than the shows themselves i'll keep tuning in Oh, thank you it's so okay. much. It's, that's that's so very nice. We appreciate you. And we appreciate all of our listeners. Because um, you guys, you know, we do this for you. That's right. Well, we do it for us, too. We do it for us, too. Let's, let's be fair. We do love doing this. <laughs> yes, we do. We're just glad people listen. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the icing on that cake. Not and just talking into the void. Yeah, exactly. You see, you're reading my mind, Suzanne. Mm. Reading my mind. Because uh, so, I was going to say, you know, shouting into the void. So there we are. Anywho, so uh, let's just get right down to it. We are not going to pretend to uh, make you wait for the big <laughs> spoiler at the end or big reveal at the end. The giant Cy elephant standing Cy at the window. Cyborg! It's exactly what I did in my living room when I saw it. I was like, yeah! Yes, that was me. Because I, 
basically, Dave had figured it out when mm-hmm. Spock did. And I was like, no, nah, they're not going to go that, there. That's what I, w- I was questioning. I was like, no, they're not going to go there. They're, they're, they're not going to they, go there. They, they won't. That'd be cool, but they're not. Oh, my fucking God, they did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but Alex Kirchner doesn't know trick. Ugh, These sure, people whatever. don't know canon. Yeah, kiss my ass. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the, basically, um, my mouth was hanging open that mm-hmm. they had the balls to go there. Well done. Well done. I appreciate you. And the profile of the actor was mm-hmm, perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as I was saying to Suzanne before we started recording, I have never had a problem with the idea of Cybok, the character of Cybok, just the execution of Cybok in Star Trek V, <laughs> and the execution of Star Trek V as a whole. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is Why he climbing is he- a mountain? <laughs> yeah. Um, just, no. Stop it. Just stop it. Um, this this is the one movie, the one um, original series movie that I have only seen once, and that was in the theater. I have, I have it on Blu-ray mm-hmm. with the rest of the original series films. But I have never been able to sit through it again. I have tried on yeah, multiple yeah. occasions. And it takes I get a lot. About, I get about 20 minutes in and I'm like, oh, God, I just cannot. I cannot do this. I can't even do it while distracting myself, like with games on my phone or anything. I'm just mm-hmm. like, nope, nope. I just, no, I can't do it. Yeah. So to everyone who loves the movie, I'm so happy for you. I'm glad that it works for you. It does not work for me, and I haven't ever been able to come to terms with that. So, but uh, so yeah, I'm so all the what about Cybok people? You can just shut the fuck up now, okay? There you go. He's here. <laughs> the question is, why did Spock keep it from Kirk all those years? Yes, well, that's another story. There, I have mm-hmm. lots of questions actually about the whole cyborg backstory to be fair because we know that um Sarek slept with some Vulcan princess and that they were not married but what does that mean exactly when did this happen yeah. obviously it was before Spock because cyborg is older but I can't fathom him cheating on Amanda so does this no. predate Amanda it has to and a- Again, was he was he bonded to this princess and then it went horribly wrong? What is the logic of having royalty in Vulcan culture? These are the questions that I have. So many questions. <laughs> I'm sure I can think of more, but those are the big ones for me. And maybe, maybe some of those will get answered in the course of this series, because I would like to know. Or we will just end up with more questions. Mm, I don't think they're going to be that mean. I really don't. I don't they'll think that they're... they'll give us some answers and then be like, "Oh, here's another question you haven't quite thought of." Yes. Well, that that would be okay. I just I'm okay with having not all my questions answered. Just answer mm-hmm. some of them, please. Yes. Pretty, pretty, please. So, but. Anyway, so... Oh, another question that I have. Mm -hmm. Does 
to Pring know that Zavarius is an assumed name or not? I'm going to guess I'm not. I'm guessing that they don't know it's an assumed an assumed name or else they would have, yeah, or else they would have told Sarek, hey, mm-hmm. your crazy son's here. Yeah. Not only that, I think that there would have been a different reaction to what was going on at the mm-hmm. you know during the climax of the episode. Oh, but uh, I'm betting she really is going to find that out now because she was very determined to talk to him after this situation occurred. Mm-hmm. So, which is a situation we're going to talk about. So, oh, there's another situation though because I noticed, I noticed Stan. Oh, Stan, right. Stan. I was like, no. Yeah. She worked with Stan. No. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, things that I should write down. But, you know, I've been sick. Just give me a break. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. So we just, have It was talk- a quick name drop, and I had to go back, and I was like, did they really just say Stan? Yeah. Yeah, well, I I wasn't sure about that until yesterday when the episode came out because subtitles. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so when the episode came out and I'm like, oh, God, she did say Stan. Oh, 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 mm-hmm. okay. So just, yeah, no, nobody knows canon. Anyway, just, nobody knows <laughs> Star Trek these days no. knows canon. No jerks anyway they're they're um, not planting that there to build upon later no no not at all that's just Mm -mm. a that's just a throwaway character isn't it yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 can't wait to see what they're gonna do uh i i love the cold opening of this episode because we start yeah. with Dupreen doing a personal log. Uh, I know from an Instagram post that Gia was really excited. Yeah, I didn't know she was a blogger. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Gia was so excited to that she got to do a log. So she she posted about that on Instagram, which is adorable. <laughs> She's adorable. Well, it is unusual for a non-Starfleet person to do that. Yeah, and also for like a recurring character but not a member of the main cast so yeah yeah so that's very cool and uh, so she's doing her log and um she's she's trying to spice things up (laughs) as those humans say yeah um so i love that she's just so logical about all of this Mm mm-hmm she she calls Spock and says, I've been researching human sex. And he had the misfortune to be taking a <laughs> sip of a drink at the time. <laughs> Nearly has a spit at take. At least it wasn't a spit take. Almost. <laughs> and just the whole, what? <laughs> just was so funny. <laughs> just really well done. I loved that part. It was. It was. But I, I really enjoyed her trying to learn more about his human side that shows growth on her part it does but at the same time they're still not communicating very well no they're not they're terrible at that yeah they are because spock hasn't figured out who the fuck he is therein lies the problem 
and yeah. um, your Spock. That's it. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. There are some interesting things that are said during this episode that, despite who they come from, mm-hmm. actually are valid things. Yes. So. Anyway, she starts rattling off all these texts <laughs> that she's been reading, and he's like, uh, maybe we should read these together. She's like, <laughs> okay, if you want, basically. <laughs> I mean, that was not how she reacted, but it it was how she was feeling inside. It's like, I've already read these. I don't want to read them again. Yeah, I just, you read them now. And, uh, you know, she does say, well, since... I'm the one who's full Vulcan. I figured that the onus was on me to learn more about what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, guilt trip him a little bit. That's fine. <laughs> and so, and then he feels bad and he's like, I'm sorry. That was your, that's very thoughtful of you. And uh, awkward. Yeah. But uh, then he is on his way to the bridge and they're talking about the counselor who's coming on board. He and Chapel are. And this is one of those glorious moments because he stops her in the middle of the busy <laughs> corridor and he's talking in a low voice and he looks to the left and looks to the right. No one's around. Okay. No, there are people going past him all the time. Just like, don't have this conversation. As long as they're not stopping. Yeah. But that's the thing. They do stop. No, I mean, other other people don't stop to listen to the conversation. But you still pick up fragments of oh, conversation yeah. as you're walking by. Oh, yeah. And you know that people are like, what did he just say? Said <laughs> but, <laughs> but Chapel's saying stuff to him and he's not paying attention and saying... Uh, you know, saying things like curious, fascinating. And then she's just, you know, mm-hmm. making shit up like you do. Yeah, I hear they have razors for hands, you know, which is uh, how, do, how does that work for shaving? <laughs> he finally realized, ah, shit, I'm not listening. So and so she asks her for advice again. She says, no. <laughs> the last time that I gave you advice, you kind of went, went overboard. overboard. To be fair, yeah. that was not the intended result. <laughs> Nor did they know that that was a possible intended result. So that's not fair. <laughs> but I would still be wary of giving giving advice. I would too. So they have a conversation about that, and he, you know, he basically says, "I need a friend." And so, what do you, what do you say to that? Like, okay. no, I'm not going to talk to you about this. I'll be your friend. We already know she's obsessed. We already yeah. know this. Yeah. And it didn't take a whole lot. It only happened like two episodes ago, where it, she really just ran right off that cliff. It's only going to get worse now, isn't it? <laughs> It is so going to get so much worse. So much worse. Once you have tasted paradise, I mean, mm-hmm. you're always going to try to get back there, you know? Yeah. And who can blame her? It's the Spock Nexus. Mm-hmm. The Spock Nexus. I would, I would live in the Spock <laughs> Nexus if I could. <laughs> yep. Oh, the things I can imagine. Anyway, um... I do love the part where they continue their walk to the bridge and she says, and mm-hmm. you should pay more attention to me when I'm talking because, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't remember the exact words that he used. 
because you are charming and I'm totally missing it. That's what it is because Mm -hmm. you're charming and I'm completely missing it. And the look on his face when he says that is just so cute. I have like (laughs) screenshots of that. It's just adorable. (laughs) So yeah. So we're finally going to meet this counselor that's coming on board who is uh, coming to them with a mission for aid for people outside of Mm -hmm. Federation space. So they're going to have to go to the edge of Federation space. So I was already wary of this whole thing because I thought, hmm, very convenient that these people are just out Mm -hmm. of Federation space. And we have this one counselor who just comes and tells them all this information has nothing really to back any of it up. Yeah. And they just, you know, take it for at face value. Well, that's because Captain Pike is a Boy Scout. It's in his file. It is. Someone's in trouble. He's there to help. This is true. This is true. He will go above and beyond to help people out. Yeah. Will do whatever he can. And uh, he, I think now he's overcompensating even more because of (laughs) episode six. Let's be honest. He doesn't want anyone else to suffer when he could have helped them. So, uh, so this counselor, they are a they. The actor portraying this counselor is Jesse James Keitel, uh, who identifies as she, her. So, uh, I, I may at some point accidentally misgender the character with the actor's pronouns. And I apologize for that in advance. I'm going to be as careful as I can. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I, I don't actually have any experience with Jesse James Keitel, but I do now. Oh my gosh. So much oh. talent. Oh my, oh my. Um uh speaking of the actor, she you know, when she uh, comes out of her personality, she doesn't walk so much as she slinks. Mm-hmm. And it's I just wanna watch that forever. I just wanna I was just so taken in by by the character that, that I was just like, oh my gosh, I love this. And then when the twist comes and you realize that she's the captain of the pirate ship, and I'm like, oh, I love this. You're evil. I love you. So she's like my strange new Seska. Yes. Because guess what? Because straight, straight people, Straight people get to play all the different kinds of characters well guess what trans people Mm -hmm. can do that too oh definitely so just deal with it and if you have a problem with trans people then get the fuck out of our podcast because don't come anywhere near me because tolerate that yeah no Mm -mm. yeah you will not like what happens no but uh, i have nothing but praise for uh jesse she's amazing and and i want to see more of her and so I was actually really, it's really happy that they mm-hmm. escaped at the end. So so they can like, come back. Oh, like they can come back. There can be a follow up to this. Very very exciting. So well, yeah, because Cybok has to get out of prison somehow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. I wonder how that will happen. Mm. Mm. But it's not Logan, prison. Can I help? It's a dis- Attention center. Oh, <laughs> child interruption. Yes. What are you doing? Oh, I have to go get it. Okay, bye. Thank you. Close the door, please. 
that and that you left the door open. That isn't closing the door. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> this is my life. Child interruption number one. <laughs> we'll see if there's more than one. Stay tuned to find out. Will there be more child interruption? <laughs> will the door remain open or will it be closed? Will the cat come in? These are questions that all of our listeners want Will answers. the cat leave? <laughs> all of those things. So, so yeah, um, we're, we're doing the fun uh, captain's quarters roundtable sort of thing, dinner, where uh, the counselor, who is Dr. Aspen, is telling them all about this uh, these colonists who are stranded you know if they get caught by these pirates they're going to be sold off to the highest bidder and uh they do make a a very accurate uh what's the word I'm looking for observation that's the word when they say mm -hmm. you know that not everybody who needs help has the benefit of being in the federation yeah. And so that's why they want to, that's why they left being a counselor at a star base in order to go and do aid missions themselves. And uh, they mentioned this ship called the Serene Squall. Now we've got cat interruption. <laughs> cat just crawling over everything. I All I can see is a tail. <laughs> a big that's puffy my tail. Drink. But not anymore. <laughs> everything that you own is the cats. I know. It yeah. is. It is. Yep. So they're gonna they're gonna go to the edge of Federation space and try and find these colonists mm -hmm. and save them from these pirates on the Serene Squall, and uh, off they go to the edge of Federation space, and because um, that's what you do. That's what that's what you do, and there is this interesting scene where um, Spock goes to Doctor Aspen's quarters to. Uh, to get them because the captain mm -hmm. has been trying to reach them. They were just having a rave. They're having their own one person rave in their quarters. And uh, <laughs> that's what it I mean, sounded like. Yeah. You could hear that music all the way down <laughs> the corridor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right as he's getting to the door, he does just a little bit of a Spock eyebrow, which just always makes me happy. Just that whole curious <laughs> thing, just going right up. And uh, then they answer the door, and he says, the captain's been trying to reach you. We're at the edge of Federation space. And so they're headed to the bridge, and Spock is kind of closed off right now because he's weirded out by the stuff that's going on mm -hmm. with T'Pring. Aspen is talking about how they used to go club hopping in their academy days because it helped them blow off steam. And they're like mm -hmm. doing things like stretching. It's like already the manipulation is beginning. Yeah. It's very interesting. When when you know what the mm -hmm. twist is, it's interesting to watch Aspen's behavior throughout this whole thing because you see where it starts, which is yeah. pretty much from the moment they come on board. Oh, they're, they're hovering around Spock th from this point on. Yep. That's the thing that I found interesting is when they, well, and also they have this necklace that they can't attach uh -huh. themselves. And so they sure. kind of just handed Spock like, will you do this? And I thought, mm. It looked like a magnetic attachment. No, you could do that yourself. 
It is a magnetic attachment. It's absolutely a magnetic attachment because what Mm -hmm. does he do? He just puts it on bloop, done. So they obviously could have done it themselves. But he's distracted. He's not really thinking about that and thinking how illogical it is for Aspen to ask him to do that. So they get to the bridge and there's this asteroid field and they can't find the colonists and so they're going to have to... Well, it was just a bunch of debris, wasn't it? Well, yeah, debris, but they're basically asteroids at this point. It's very rocky. But it was like blown up... There were some blown up ships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. And they do find out why (laughs) because they decide to go in and they get twapped. I was like, that looks like a foliated web. (laughs) Thank you. I thought the exact same thing. Exact same thing. When it started activating, I'm like, whoa. Hey, now. I know what that is. <laughs> Why did the fo- the Tholians get so much slower later? I mean, because when you... Th- Let's think about the episode, <laughs> The Tholian Web. Would they have been able to create that web that slowly if there wasn't some no. kind of spatial disturbance holding the Enterprise where it was? Because seriously absolutely not (laughs) no ship is gonna sit there while you're just slowly building a web around them just stay right there for me okay i'll be done in about an hour just uh you know hang on hang on just gotta make a turn here just you know oh i've got another ship to help me now woo but (laughs) but this one no (laughs) this one is with lasers and it comes up very quickly but definitely looks like the yes. one. And so they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, so Spock is, and, and the whole time, Aspen's over at the science station. Why? There's really no mm-hmm. reason for them to be at the science station. Nope. Why wouldn't they be looking at the view screen? Other than to give Spock some hints on what to do. Yeah. Very convenient. And so the net is starting to close. And they've got to find the power source and Spock figures out how to find that power source. And then there are two that it could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And there's no way to know which one is right. And so Pike's just like, just trust your gut. (laughs) Spock? His eyes went wide like, oh my God, no. He was freaked out out mm-hmm. so freaked out and uh, aspen's watching him very very carefully just really intent on what he's doing and he he's just like struggling and they say just make a decision just pick one mm-hmm. and so he chooses one and they destroy that and the field comes down my theory is, is that it wouldn't have mattered which one no. they shot. It wouldn't have mattered at all. But again, the whole point of this was, again, manipulation, mm-hmm. which I find interesting because I I was thinking about it after the first time I'd seen it. And this is actually now the third time that I've seen it. And I thought, why do this at all? Why do this at all? Because it's obvious that this was set up by Angel. So mm-hmm. why do it? It's it's all part of the, it's just part of the big plan. Part of the big plan. Every little piece has to fit into place. 
every little bit of manipulation gets them to where they yeah. need to be. So, so they find a second colonist ship, and they're gonna go over there, which is a dumb <laughs> idea. But Pike's got to do it. He's a Boy Scout. Yeah. So, and the thing I thought when they were getting on the transporter pad was, oh my God, they've got three red shirts with them. Are they gonna die? <laughs> but no. <laughs> So yeah, every uh, they're going to go over, and uh, thankfully none of the red shirts die, so yay for that. And uh, there's an Orion in charge, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> His name was Remy. Remy, thank you. I knew I knew it began with an R. I only remember it because it was he was uh, the cook, and Remy and Ratatouille. Ah, <laughs> see, smart way of associating. Yeah. Well done. Well done. I will confess, I've never seen Ratatouille. Oh, I love all the Pixar movies. I, I'm going to eventually. Um, we watched Turning Red today. That's a good one. I enjoyed it. It was an interesting metaphor for puberty. Oh, yeah. And figuring out who you are. And it had Michelle Yeoh's voice in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dave's pick for movie night. So anyway, um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Remy. So <laughs> Remy says, like, maybe the funniest thing in the whole episode, which is, you know, I don't usually go on the record, but nice jawline. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me like three times of backing that up before the episode came out and trying to figure out what the hell he was saying. Until I finally realized, oh, he's saying jawline, mm -hmm. jawline, and of course the um, the subtitles confirmed it. However, um, the subtitles were wrong for the oh, earlier really? part of that sentence because he says record, go on the record, but they put in wreck, r w r e c k. Absolutely, that's not what he said. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I also equated him with being like the Orion Neelix because nobody likes his cooking. Nobody at all. But he thinks it's great. And he also thinks everybody likes it and they don't. No, not at all. <laughs> Remy is awesome because he is the first person that was able to mess up Pike's hair. Right. Like, yeah. we obviously know that it can fall. Mm -hmm. But it just takes him getting hit in the face a lot, apparently. Yeah. I wonder how much his hair took the brunt of those punches. Mm, probably a lot of it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just glad to know that it does move still. I was worried for a little while. <laughs> and, you know, at least, at least the pompadour is at, like, a manageable height and not like Johnny Bravo high this time. Yes, it is. It is quite stylish and quite attractive. Yes, uh, it, it works. Totally works for me. Yes. Um, just honestly, Anson on every level works for me. But <laughs> so the the thing about Remy is when when they start talking about food, I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. Mm -hmm. Pike gonna cook. I will, I will win you over with my food. Mm -hmm. Using meals for diplomacy, mm -hmm. or at least to cause a mutiny. <laughs> Because Alpha Braga yeah. 4. 
why is it Alpha Braga 4 and not Bravo or Beta? I don't know. Bran is it because Braga? of Bran and Braga? I'm gonna <laughs> Yes, well. He brought about the abomination that was Seven and Chicote. Mm. How dare he? Mm-hmm. Let's just take a moment, because... That is why he's on my no good guy list. Uh, just, um, it's, it's just very upsetting to me. And whenever it's brought up, I just have to, like, take a moment. I'm going to go off on a small tangent because okay. I saw that Jerry Ryan was posting pictures of her daughter mm-hmm. who, uh, I don't know, she just turned 15 or something like that. Oh my God, spitting image. Exactly. Spitting image yeah. of her mom. Same smile, same eyes, just, oh. They look like sisters, mm-hmm. actually, because, you know, Jerry Ryan looks great. Yeah, she doesn't age. No, she doesn't. <sighs> and it's, I just really enjoyed all those pictures that Jerry posted. I'm like, oh, this is so cute. <laughs> such a such a lovely young lady. And unfortunately, she's probably going to get shit for that. Because that's generally what happens to lovely young ladies. Because men just don't know how to behave. Boys are never taught respect. So Mine is being taught respect. Well, of course. Because you're his mom. <laughs> Except for when I'm podcasting and he has to barge in. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's the thing. We're adults. We have the benefit of being adults who can say what we want. Because... <laughs> Because we are powerful women, bitches. That's right. Deal with it. We have we own our power. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Pike's gonna cook. So stuff's going on there. They're trying to cause a mutiny. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the bridge has been attacked, and uh, this is this is an interesting scene too. I keep saying things like this, but uh, yeah, people are evading the bridge. I love. That Ortegas has a phaser under her chin. I love that too. I was like, oh damn, she had that just strapped right under there. So smart. Because you never know. Gotta be prepared. And Una had one uh, close at hand as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't see where she pulled it from. But I'm like, "Mm, yes, Una always prepared. So yeah, people uh, attacking the bridge. And uh, they beamed on at the same time that everybody was beaming down to the or over to the Serene Squall, which it's, they didn't know it was the Serene Squall. It's a smart move. Yeah, and uh, and Chapel Chapel's in the wind. She saw them coming, and she started heading up at Jeffrey's too yeah. because she's a badass. So Chapel is running loose. And, of course, Una locks down all the ship's functions, which is the smart and proper Uh thing to do. She gets hit with a a phaser stun. Um, So does Ortegas. Uh, Spock is giving it all he's got. He is is nerve-pinching left and right. Everybody just bam, bam, bam. Pinch, pinch, pinch. Except when Aspen is being held at gunpoint. And then, for whatever Uh reason, he doesn't just nerve pinch the next guy he beats the no. living shit out of him he does who was angry his gun go flying and everything he was angry and i think that's because aspen's been getting in his head because uh-huh. they had this talk with him and this is one of those true things that aspen did say in the course of the episode is all species like to put 
people in boxes. You're either this yeah. or you're that. And this is, you know, this is true. We categorize people all the time. And mm-hmm. it's it's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. You get pigeonholed into a certain thing, and that's all that people think about you. And yeah. you are always more than that. We're all more than the sum of our parts or our boxes, as the case may be. And they do explain to him, you know, you don't have to be Vulcan or human. You're just, you know, just something else. And he finds that illogical. And I think he's angry about that. And that's why he beats the shit out of that one guy. (laughs) (laughs) What am I? Damn it. Punch, punch, punch. Yeah, it's like, I'm doing this in a very Vulcan way. Well, what if I just let some of that anger out? I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's about to be shot when Aspen throws themselves in front of him, shouting his name, and gets hit with a, yeah. a, a stun blast. And uh, uh, Spock does pick up a, a rifle and shoots at the door turbo lift doors as they're closing. So bridge has been taken, but mm-hmm. Spock and Aspen are loose, and they don't know yet that uh, that. Also, Nurse Chapel is in the wind, and they do make it to uh to they're headed for sick bay so that he can treat Aspen, and a bunch of people are being taken out of there, and Una is one of them, and he peeks around the corner and sees her, and she just very very slightly shakes her head, it's like mm-hmm. don't don't save us. It just. No, just stay put. Yeah. It's better to have him loose than to try a rescue mission. And so they get in there. They treat Aspen. Aspen tells the story of their husband who was killed by uh, pirates and how, Mm -hmm. you know, she's, uh, excuse me. And they're trying to get Spock to abandon ship. He ain't going to do that. Oh, hell no. He angry now. She was... She was pushing hard for that escape pod. Very much so. But again, it's all emotional manipulation. Because mm-hmm. they don't actually want him to leave. They need him. Which we find out later, of course. Yeah. And uh, then Chapel is trying to send a distress call, but the systems are locked down. And she gets caught. <laughs> She's like, why is it so hard to send an SOS? <laughs> yeah, because the ship systems are locked down, which with her not being Starfleet yet, she probably mm-hmm. doesn't understand all the protocols that go into place when someone is trying to take over the ship. Because the first thing you do is shut down the functions of the bridge. and Lock them out. Yeah, you don't want them to have control of the ship. And uh, she gets caught, and she puts her hands up, and immediately... I'm just a nurse! I'm just a nurse, and I'm like, oh, she she got a hypospray <laughs> in her sleeve. I could see the hypospray in her sleeve. I mean, obviously, there's something. Oh, yeah. But again, they have to pan towards it. She has to look at it, just for the dumb viewers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I feel like we get it. We We know. We, some you know. people are slower than others and, so yeah so that's know. why they do those little things and i shouldn't yeah. complain about them but i still do 
and uh, so one one comes close to her and she hits him with the hypospray and then she has a tussle with the other one and knocks him down and loses her <laughs> the look on her face was great like oh what did i get myself into like, shit i'm a nurse not a fighter <laughs> So, but she does manage to, uh, you know, the gun is knocked away, the hypospray is knocked away, but she manages to get her hypospray before the, the other person gets their gun, and she puts that one out too, mm-hmm. and she's on her way again because Nurse Chapel is a badass. Yes, she is. So um, now Aspen and Spock are on their way to engineering because they can take control of the ship there because now he's the ranking officer. And can, uh-huh. you know, transfer controls. So they find Chapel there. And uh, Chapel's like, what? Why are you surprised? <laughs> it's like, good on you. <laughs> All these bodies around. She's like, good on you. You're doing. You did this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, she does what needs to no be biggie. done. Come on. And uh, so Spock's transferring the command controls down there and locking the doors and all of a sudden, everything's unlocking, and this is the moment where Dave's like, I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! Mm-hmm. I suspected them all along. And to be honest, I yeah. did, too. But just not... I didn't really expect them to be the yeah, person I, who orchestrated this entire thing. Yeah, I didn't want it to be true, but no. I was like, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. but awesome pirate. Got the earrings, got the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, the the really long rings as well. Like, yeah. and I believe it was Trekcore that showed a lot of close up pictures of the rings, the earrings, the tattoo for cosplayers. Mm-hmm. So well done, Trekcore. We appreciate that. So I'm sure we're going to see more than a few Captain Angels at cons in the near future. Oh yeah. So I wish I could pull that off. I'm not even remotely skinny enough. <laughs> oh god <laughs> nobody wants to see me in a i could scene. be remy yeah i'll i could be remy i could really be well remy. no i'd i'd be short remy very short remy that's okay there are short remy's out there <laughs> size matter not matters not um i wish that were thank actually you Yoda. yes judge me by my size to you and so you should not. For my ally is the force. Anyway, um, sorry, <laughs> I got a little Star Wars in our Star Trek again. Well, I was alive when Star Wars happened. You know, I it was the weirdest thing ever. I was four years old, and everybody was lining up to see a movie, and I could not understand that. And then I saw it <laughs> three years later. Yeah. Three years later, it was still in theaters. <clears throat> three years later. Anyway, long story short, uh, Captain Angel is Captain Angel, and they uh, are now forcing uh, Chapel and Spock to go to the bridge, and uh, they finally admit, hey, yeah, no, I actually, you know, I didn't come for this ship. I came for you, Spock. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, whatever information you want from me, I'm not going to give it to you. And she, and they say, I don't want any information. I, I just no. want you to keep being Sorry. you. So, and Zavarius told me all about you. Yeah. So that's here's an interesting thing because Aspen is pretty reserved up until this point, but when 
they throw off the shackles of that persona and become Captain Angel. They're completely over the top. And I I love it. I know there are a lot of people it. who were just like, that's that's too much. But when you no. think about it in context of Cybok being her lover, excuse me, Cybok uh-huh. being their lover, then it makes complete sense because they are living their life to the fullest. They are taking yep. all of their emotions to the extreme conclusions. And so it fits that this is the way that they want to go through their life. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and, and Dave actually came up with that same supposition because I had already worked all of that out in my head, but he didn't really say anything about them being over the top at the first time we were watching the episode. And then a few days later he was like, well, you know, I was thinking. And then he said basically the same thing that I had already mm-hmm. thought of that we just hadn't really discussed because we, we tend not to discuss it too much because I do this podcast, but sometimes <laughs> we can't help it. So, um, so yeah. So Captain Angel living their best life, having fun firing phasers. Love it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yep. I want more. So, oh, and, you know, again, they escape. So, because I I immediately Mm -hmm. thought that something weird was with that necklace. And so, and I said, even before they pulled it out of their shirt, oh, yep, that's a transporter. That's definitely a transporter. They wouldn't have set all this up Uh without a way to escape. And we did also see that little spider ship before. So... That is a cool ship. I know, right? It it looks, so cool. you know, it reminded me of these things that I've seen, like at our local planetarium and in uh, stores that carry like science stuff and building kits mm-hmm. and whatnot, and the little robots that look like bugs. The hex bugs. Yeah, the hex bugs. Thank you, thank you. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of the word, so it reminded very, me very much of hex bugs, and that oh, that yeah. made me happy. <laughs> so. So they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to call to Pring now. So that's when uh, <laughs> Stan comes and tells to Pring that uh, she's got a call from the Enterprise. And so she pops on in and she does not expect to be looking at some complete stranger in the captain's chair. Who are you? It's like, and you are. <laughs> and uh, I, I love, again, Angel's whole delivery on all this to pring so nice to meet you you're really hot for a prison guard (laughs) (laughs) and uh of course to pring says you know this is not a prison this is a rehabilitation center but are they free to leave if they're no, not free, they're not free to leave. If they're not free to leave, that is a prison. If that is a prison. If there are people guarding you, that is a prison. Mm-hmm. You can try to call it a, you know, detention center at if you want, or rehabilitation center is what you try to make people think. But honey, that's a prison. It's a prison. I do like, though, that they had a painting class. That made me happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because when you think about it, if you're going to go straight logic, art is illogical. Uh So I like that they actually don't issue art. There's actually quite a lot of Vulcan art. 
So, not so logical as they would have you believe, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, so that's when we find out that Angel wants to trade Spock for a prisoner at the rehabilitation center. And she, of course, would be brought up on criminal charges if she does such mm -hmm. a thing, in addition to bringing dishonor to her family, etc. Yes, you don't want to dishonor your family. Yeah, I mean, she's, that's one thing that they and the Klingons have in common. And, uh, <laughs> you know, honor to you and your house. <laughs> so Spock's like, no, don't do this. And T'Pring is like, and, and uh, another thing that uh, Angel says to kind of throw it in to Pring's face is, oh, but you are bonded to Spock by ritual engagement. Are you not? So that makes you yeah. responsible for him, too. Responsible. So yeah. which shame is better or worse? And uh, so they give coordinates to meet them in, what was it, like an hour and bring the prisoner and they'll do a trade. And Spock's uh -huh. like, she's not going to do that. And Angel's like, yeah, she is. <laughs> so fast and boom there she is yeah, let's uh <laughs> let's let's uh check in with uh pike and company though because uh <laughs> with the uh rejects from mad max fury road and um because that that's where they got their makeup inspiration right there i mean it's like every well, every woman like furiosa I <laughs> As long as they're not spraying their mouths with, with the, the silver with paint, the metal. It's, it's all good. I believe yeah. that that was actually like, um, it it was like what people used to decorate cakes. I mean, like it was still or it wasn't like <laughs> actual metal, of course, because that would be cake frosting. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it was. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> Sorry. I can't help it. I love that movie. <laughs> Best Mad Max movie, in my opinion. Uh, it really was. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah. So they're, they've got the mutiny in, you know, about ready to set off. And uh, I, I do appreciate that uh, the main focus was still the stuff going on on the Enterprise and like the B story <laughs> was everybody else being captured <laughs> and the comedy. And about to be sold to the Klingons. Yeah, yes. The, the comedy with that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I, you know, we made progress. I got them to sell us, mm -hmm. Remy to sell us to the Klingons. <laughs> Just Anson Mouse delivery. Oh my God. I love that guy. He's <laughs> just the best. Um, so yeah, they, they've got their plans in place and, um, but yeah, the woman that he's talking to who never gets a name, even though she gets lines, she had like mm -hmm. really strong Furiosa vibes going on there, especially yes. with the makeup. <laughs> so like, have you guys been watching old movies? Cause you know, I think you got your inspiration <laughs> from, from that. Um, so Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, fun going on on that end. So we're back to the Enterprise, and T'Pring shows up, and Spock is like, nope, you cannot do this. And <laughs> Aspen, I was saying Aspen, Aspen Angel. Angel shoots him in the back with a phaser, and he just goes down like Ouch. a red doll. <laughs> just... 
he sold that really well. Ethan sold that really he well. He did. Just crumpled. And, uh, and then Nurse Chapel immediately running over there. Yeah. And T'Pring looking slightly concerned. Because she is full Vulcan. <laughs> so she's only looking yes. slightly concerned. Spock wakes up quickly, as as, as you mm-hmm. should, because otherwise, yes. you know, you have brain damage. And uh, T'Pring is in mid-sentence saying, you know, just don't hurt Spock anymore. Spock's starting to get desperate. He's got to stop this trade. And he says <laughs> to Chapel, um, forgive me just for any me. liberties <laughs> that I may take. Follow my lead. And she's she's just like, okay. 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 <laughs> and so Spock is trying to explain to T'Pring, uh, you you were right. I have been giving in too much to my human side. And <laughs> Nurse Chapel and I and he can't like get the words out. And he so Chapel's like, <laughs> I got it, I got it. And she just darts right in. Um yep. what he's trying to say is we're having an affair. We're in love. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and Angel's like, oh come on now. I don't believe you. <laughs> Uh, they are just laughing it up. It's like, okay, whatever. This is ridiculous. They, they're they trying to convince to bring and Angel says, well, why don't you just come on over here? I'm sure you can straighten this out in about a minute. And that's when Spock's mm-hmm. like, shit, I've got to do something. And so he takes Chapel and kisses the living hell out of her. Yes, he does. I have never wanted to be Chapel so much in all my life. It is a much different kiss than the one he gives to Pring later. Thank you, because I noticed that very same thing. All I've I've paid close attention to all the kisses between mm-hmm. Spock and Tupring. And so I knew, oh, he is actually feeling something that he did not expect to feel. Yeah. And yeah. she obviously was already into it. Oh yeah. So So yeah, they definitely sell it, except they're not selling it. Like they're both into it at that time mm-hmm. which kind of scares him i think because he was not expecting that yeah at all and now he's got this problem <laughs> <laughs> so angel's like oh wow really okay um whatever just prepare to transport and brings like oh well in light of this new information i think that we should sever our engagement and he's like, okay, I understand. And so they sever their ritual bond. And she. I like just the swipe. Yep. Swipe. Like, <laughs> I'm swiping right. <laughs> except, <laughs> except that's the wrong way. I mean, I should be swiping left. But I mean, she's swiping left, even though she's swiping right, but she's facing him. So she's swiping. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> they sever their bond to Prince, like, bye. And leaves with mm-hmm. Zavarius. And uh, Angel says, destroy that ship, which makes no sense to me. I don't think he was on the ship because she was going to send coordinates to for his cell. Yes, but then why would she say, let's heat up those transporters and let's trade lovers? Because I don't, I think Angel might have thought Mm. that Tipring brought him with him and then she's like I can give you the coordinates to his cell Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, see, that wasn't so at that really point, clear she's like, to me. So it could go either way. Maybe there was a dialogue or something that was cut out that maybe made that more clear. But mm-hmm. yeah, so but she she was smart not to have brought him if that is indeed what she did or did not do. Yeah, but <laughs> I wouldn't have brought him. <laughs> that would have been dumb. So Angel's just like, well, fuck. <laughs> All right, then. Well, this has been fun. And uh, and she does let something slip, which tips off Spock. She was talking about, uh, you made a very logical decision to bring. Uh, not that Zavarius cares anything about logic. And that's when Spock says, mm-hmm. I believe I know who this Vulcan is that Angel wants. He says that to Chapel. Mm-hmm. So. Anywho, so it's all falling apart, and uh, they're going to destroy the ship, and suddenly they can't do anything. They can't fire phasers. No phasers. Warp drive is down. They don't have impulse engines. And a ship appears, and it's the Serene Squall. And the Serene Squall. And it has a wheel. (laughs) It has a fucking wheel. Like I love it. And then, you know, I don't care how cheesy it is. I love it when Pike says, I'm only going to say this once. Get the hell out of my chair. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he tells Ortegas to gently fire on the impulse thrusters. Fire gently. Yeah, on the impulse thrusters. And uh, so she does. And he's like, "Ah, I said. Gently. What does fire gently what does even firing mean? gently mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So Angel bugs out her little necklace as a transporter, and she tra- they, excuse me, yeah. their little necklace is a transporter, and they transport onto their little bug ship and take off. Leaving all their pirate friends behind. And now Spock's sitting in the captain's chair. Oh, sexy. And (laughs) I love it when Spock's in the captain's chair. And uh, basically Pike is like, hey, um, could you hurry and transport us over? Because um, our mutiny is still in progress. (laughs) (laughs) Right away, Captain. And uh, and another thing that uh, Angel does say, again, that is true before they take off. They Mm -hmm. say, I put it to you, you know, this is not the exact wording. I put it to you that you don't have to choose between being Vulcan and human. It's a false choice Mm -hmm. and always has been. Doesn't matter what you are. Matters Matters who you are. Yes. Agreed. And that's the thing. I don't think he fully knows who he is yet. No. He'll get there. He'll get there. But yeah. It's it's always terrible when the villain speaks truth. It's very annoying. And I'm sure it was very annoying to him. <laughs> because now he's got that to think about. So everybody's back but on the Is stage. she a villain really? Yeah, yeah. She is. <laughs> oh, mama. Logan. I, 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 I'm actually really... Okay, I love you too. Get out. Thank you. <laughs> I love you too. Get out. That is a picture right there. <laughs> you had it here first, folks. Uh, 
so they yes they are a villain because they were willing to blow up to bring they were angry and they were know. gonna kill to bring i just have a thing for villains i guess because they just reminded me so much of seska and i adored seska yeah and seska also, even though she was bad <laughs> seska also wanted to kill people you know? I know, I know. So yeah, to me, that's that's the that's kind of the height of villainy. If you're gonna kill people, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're a villain. You're the villain. If you're just okay, gonna, so I have a thing for villains. You know, and that's yeah. that's okay because we all find them sexy. And uh, Captain Angel is nothing if not sexy as hell. So so sexy oh my god yes oh my god slinking all over the damn place (sighs) and yeah oh mm, yeah so uh, everyone's back on the ship and pike is back on the bridge and he decides to do a pirate impersonation (laughs) now this is hilarious to me for two reasons it's not only for him being completely ridiculous and adorable yes but it's also una's response una just mm-hmm. just that please, pasted please stop. and just please stop <laughs> just so softly please stop yes. he's like damn it <laughs> loved that absolutely she's holding that. in the laughter mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you some things after we're not recording anymore that will make you happy <laughs> so <laughs> about about anson getting to do more comedy anyway uh, so now we're gonna have a talk with uh, Spock and T'Pring, and this scene hurts me. It mm. hurts me because T'Pring is basically like, "Oh, I knew that this wasn't true because you couldn't mm-hmm. possibly have feelings for Nurse Chapel." And I'm like, "Why not?" Oh, wow, wow, that is so passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. like seriously and he and he's like okay ethan is so good at micro expressions because you mm-hmm. can't i mean he can't do it with his whole face but you can tell in that moment that spock is like hurt by her saying yeah. that and and the way he says of course she did you know that she yeah. you know with she knew that it was a farce of course she did and uh so and he's just like fuck (laughs) (laughs) fuck fuck just in his head he's just shouting fuck over and over and uh then she says you know this has taught me that how much your human side can be a strength because you would it would have been impossible otherwise to sell the passion of that kiss Mm -hmm. and he's just staring at her like just dying inside Mm -hmm. yeah and saying, yes, it was a passionate kiss. And he says, you know me well, lie, lie. She does yeah. not know him mm-hmm. well, and he knows it. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is that he says the same thing the exact to Chapel, same thing. but yep. he knows, he, he knows it's true in this case. Yep. And so he goes to talk to her because he says, you know, being human I would think you wanted to talk about your feelings and mm-hmm. she has already explained that it's fun being friends with Vulcans because Vulcans are honest. Mm. You know where you, you don't, stand. You don't know enough Vulcans. Um, may I point <laughs> you to Enterprise seasons one through four? Um, yes. <laughs> not all Vulcans are honest. Um, 
uh, Tuvok yeah, it's like, uh, was not honest. Yeah. He was an undercover agent. Mm, that too. So many things. Just uh, ambassadors of all. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So many things. The uh, the listening post hidden in pajama. I could go on and on <laughs> and on about how not honest Vulcans can be. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but Spock is is one of the the good ones. If he's if he's lying, it's for a very good reason, and usually to protect someone or help someone or mm-hmm. you know foil an enemy. So so yeah, they have a talk, and she says, "Look, you're not the kind of guy who's going to chase another woman when he's already engaged." Well, she says, "Has a girlfriend," and I'm like, "They're they were fucking engaged." Use the word but uh but they reestablish their they're gonna do their ritual again and be bonded again <sighs> ston ston fuck you and so <laughs> sorry sorry ston no it's fine ston you're fine it's not you know i'm not i'm not slagging off ston it's so office romance mm-hmm. ston I, I he looked so young <laughs> This art, the Ston in this episode just looks mm-hmm. so like, are you 12? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah, um, Chapel is resigned to the fact that uh, Spock is. She's in the friend zone. Yeah, she's in the friend zone. And he's sad about that too because now he's stuck with T'Pring again and doesn't feel like he can explore anything different so no not for now <sighs> bummer so that was just kind of a bummer way to end things and i just i feel so bad for spock in this episode on multiple levels because mm-hmm. he's just trying to do what he thinks is the right thing and people just keep fucking him over <laughs> just not right man so he told Chapel that it was Cybok. Yes, did he, he did. write up a report about that? I'll bet he didn't. But she's a did friend. Did he at least tell Captain Pike? Uh, my guess is no. But I oh, bet crap. when Cybok <laughs> shows up again, that he will have to. But see, that's the thing: Spock not telling people about his family members is the mm-hmm. most Spock thing about Spock. It is. It is on brand. It is completely. On it brand. has been on brand since TOS. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just um, journey to Babel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's just, so anyone who says, "Oh, that's that's not canon," I, oh, I'm sorry. Let me point you to a specific mm-hmm. episode to show you how yeah. how canon that is. That's like the most canon thing about Spock is not telling people about his mm-hmm. family. <laughs> anyway, I look forward to seeing uh, what they do with Cybok in this series because... So excited! God knows he could uh, <laughs> do with some good character development instead of, you know, what happened in Star Trek V. And I'm dying to know who's playing him. I know, right? I want to know, too. Because uh, apparently when uh, Vulcans are having a crisis of any kind, they just grow out their beards and their hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's their thing. <laughs> it's what they do. 
So, and apparently those in the uh, in, in Spock's family, they can all grow some pretty epic beards. Well, we haven't seen Sarek in a beard, but you know, Spock. I've seen him in a goatee. Yeah, which I really liked. Yeah. You know, I I like good facial hair. I just um I have a thing for people with mustaches and goatees and beards. So, it just um that's why I make Dave keep his mustache and goatee. No, I don't make him do it. I tell him it's your face. You can do what you want. But, <laughs> you know, he shaved it off before we got married, and he didn't tell me he was going to do that for our wedding day. Shocking! And so when I saw him, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Who are you? And I'm like, what? Why? What? I said, why didn't you tell me you were going to do that? I said, why did you do that? And he said, well, I thought that I just probably should. I'm like, what? Because your mom would think you probably should. Mm. And I'm like, you do what you want. I like the mustache and goatee. He has such a baby face. If he were to shave that off, even now, uh, with him mm -hmm. getting silver hairs, people would think that I was robbing the cradle. Because <laughs> he would look like he's like 25. It's so annoying. I love you, baby. <laughs> You're the best. I was saying that to Dave. I love you too, Suzanne. You're the best. Well, I, I love you too, but I am robbing the cradle with, with that. So, yeah, well, that's fine. You know, <laughs> honestly, if if I were yeah. footloose and fancy free, and I had a shot with Ethan Peck, thirteen years. Who cares? Who cares? You know, it's not that much. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Not that much. No. Call me a cougar if you want. I would totally go for that. Anyway. All right. Do you have any other final thoughts about this episode? Fucking Cyborg. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I know my my mouth literally hanging open, and you know, and not in revulsion. So, because mm -hmm. again, it's not that I dislike the character, dislike what they did with the character in yeah. Star Trek. But... Just so glad that they went there. Mm -hmm. So glad. Well, see, I appreciate that too because. This is a part of this character's life. This is a part of Spock's mm -hmm. family history, a part of his life. And we have only that one bad movie as information in yeah. the whole realm of Trek. So there's definitely stuff you can play with here. And why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. So excellent. Good times. Good times. And now this is the yes. end of episode seven of Strange New Worlds. Uh, there are only three left. And I'm not happy. I want I, more. I don't I don't want to think about the end. I know. And how long it's gonna take to get us a new season. Well, probably uh, probably about a year from now is my best guess because I they're know. filming it now. So and with um visual effects taking about nine months mm -hmm. for each episode that means yeah, probably about next year yep maybe maybe about same time a year next year maybe maybe who knows and, and maybe by then i'll have seen all of season one of prodigy yes well i'm sure Here's hoping no absolutely i we're gonna get prodigy before the end of the year in fact there are rumors gimme now, gimme 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 there are rumors now that we're going to get the rest of uh prodigy season one before we get lower decks season three really rumors only rumors only so <sighs> but uh, it looks like that might happen so there you go 
Okay. Just um, eventually I will have my chakote. I know. I know. We all will have your chakote. No, I just, we won't all. Mine. Have, we, Mine. Yours. <laughs> we'll have him in a different way, not in the way yes. you have him, because that's, <laughs> you know, distinctive for you. It's, you know, everybody stay away from her chakote, okay? Just you don't want to get in between <laughs> her and chakote. Trust me. It won't be good. She mm-hmm. will kill you no. dead. She will. She'll hurt you. She'll maim you. I, She'll I you. will cut a bitch. She will cut a bitch. So <laughs> just, you know. And and I, I totally understand that feeling because, you know, that's that's how I feel about Spock. And if anyone came between mm-hmm. me and Spock, you're, you're going to fucking die. You're going to fucking die. Yeah. So. Yeah. Slowly. Painfully. <laughs> slowly and painfully. Yes. So. All right. Whew. I can't believe there's only three episodes left. I just, um, yeah, I'm not okay with that. But anyway, uh, yeah. this, this episode also, also, uh, Ethan Peck's favorite episode to film. So. Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. He said that on Instagram. His favorite, his favorite okay. of the season. So. Well, he does have a lot to do and a lot of uh, he does a lot of things to play with emotionally, <laughs> a lot of interesting places to take Spock. So, so I can see why he enjoyed that. And there's a great picture of him with Jesse James Keitel, and that he also posted on Instagram. Yeah, he doesn't have a big Twitter presence, but he does post from time to time on Instagram. And I'm like, I live for every post, he makes. <laughs> every post he makes. So. Which is not a lot because, you know, that's fine. Go live, go live your life mm-hmm. and don't be on social media all the time. It's fine. That's right. So, Suzanne, how do people yes. find you on the interwebs and stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KJaneway8 or at Sass, And you can also find me doing another podcast called The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast with my friend Liam Smart. Yes, which is great. And- where can we find you online, Brandy? <laughs> <coughs> Coughing. Coughing incessantly. Now that I have horked up a lung, <laughs> I'm probably just going to leave that in. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandywine12, and I do some other podcasts, What the Future Holds, about Star Trek Discovery, and the Vedic Assembly, about Deep Space Nine, and the Dark Corner podcast, which I do with the aforementioned Dave, who is my husband, and we talk about things from a, you know, nerd things, especially from a sort of gothier point of view. And the Unready Room, usually on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, figure it out for your own fucking self. There is a world phone in your clock. And that's on the YouTube channel, uh, Kurt Rats Productions, and I will tweet about that when an episode's coming up. Or is the world clock in your phone? Mm-hmm. Did Not I say world, world phone, phone in your, in your clock? <laughs> God damn it. I've been sick, okay? <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Staying in. <laughs> this is why it's so fun to awesome. edit this, because I, I leave so much shit in. Because <laughs> we're real. We're real people right. up in here. We we're fuck people. shit up all the time. All the time. Sometimes purposely. Because mm-hmm. it's fun. So, alright then. Well, join us next week for episode 8 of Strange New Worlds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. And then we're going to probably do a whole season recap because, you know, we just won't be able to let it go. Yeah. 
Especially yeah. since there probably won't be any new Trek for a little while after this. And I just, Uh-oh. um... What? I just got a message from Liam. <gasps> Not sure how I feel about Cybok. <laughs> <laughs> Timing. Too bad. <laughs> what timing? I know how I feel. I mm-hmm. feel yes. I I'm I I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Definitely, absolutely here for it. So thanks for suffering through this kind of a mess with internet issues, guys and gals, and everything in between, and uh, for listening to my very weird voice today. And we'll be back next week with another episode, of course, episode eight. And until then, we have to beg you to please, pretty please, keep Boldly Going. This has been Boldly Go, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast. Our intro and outro music was composed especially for us by Eves Orwald, whom you can find on Facebook and SoundCloud for more of their music. Thank you for listening. <laughs>